You're listening to The Right to Be Catholic with Sean A.R. Brought to you by the Eastern Catholic Re-Evangelization Center. Welcome, everybody, to the Right to Be Catholic podcast, where we tackle everyday issues that we as Catholics face in our modern world today. I'm your host, Catholic speaker and advocate, Sean A.R. Today's show, we're going to focus on inner healing. Inner healing, what, what does it mean to be healed? Why is it important that we have this inner healing? We will also discuss signs to know when we are in need of this healing. So, you know, how do I know that I need to be healed? We'll go over that. And lastly, we'll talk about, you know, the benefits of healing and what good comes out of it. So why is it so important to have this healing? The Bible quote I have for you guys today comes from Jeremiah 17, uh, uh, chapter 17, verse 14. And it goes, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved. For you are the one I praise. I thought that was really fitting for this topic because we're talking about healing. And the only true healer is Jesus Christ, right? If you have him in your life, you are healed. You will be healed. To help me with this topic, I have a reoccurring guest. She came on a while back when we did the holy feminism topic. I want to welcome Sister Rita Busy. Sister, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Sean, for having me. You're welcome. It's a blessing to be here. It's actually an honor for me um, and my whole family because for those of you who don't know, Sister Rita and I are related. So if you guys know her, she's my cousin. Okay, our mom, I mean, my mom and her, our first cousins, our grandmas were, or my grandma and her mom were sisters. So we're very close. We're very honored to have Sister Rita here with us. Uh, she's a wonderful spiritual director uh, and just wonderful. Every time I have, I need advice on anything, I call her about anything spiritual. She seems to just know everything. I'm like, okay, you know that. Thanks. Let's talk about that. So again, sister, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you and I were actually talking about this uh, a few days ago, and you were saying how throughout the years, you said 20 plus years, mm-hmm. you've uh, been dealing with this topic of inner healing, mm-hmm. either either by leading retreats or going on them. Can you please share with us a little bit about this um, you know, inner healing or experiences that you've done for the past 20 years? Sure. Uh, well, you know, I look at how God has been drawing me to want to give me that abundant life. Like he said in John 10, I have come that you might have life and have it in abundance. And so for me, my journey has been one of opening more to letting Jesus come in. Um, I was blessed to come from a huge family, came to America at a young age. And the journey that God has led me is, is to go back into certain areas that perhaps I didn't experience that perfect love, or I went through certain experiences, especially when we came to America is what comes to mind, and how hard it was not to speak the language, and the rejection, the mockery, the different things that kids did in school, and um, just different other experiences in teenage years and all that. And I was grateful to meet a holy priest and then eventually to be a part of a religious community that specializes in going into the core wounds that we have taken because of childhood experiences or different other things. And so I've 
been privileged to be on retreats myself where I have a spiritual director that sits with me and really probes into areas that perhaps I haven't opened up about and really look at some areas that I needed to let go of and forgive and and grow. And then I've had the privilege of also directing others, be it religious, seminarians, um, priests, and to be able to also, and lay people, to be able to go into areas that uh, God is inviting us to open up and let his love come in. That's ultimately what it's all about. So I see myself as really like Mother Teresa would say, write a pencil in Jesus's hand. I'm, I'm an instrument that God desires to use to set the captives free, to help us to grow and be healed. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. You know, it actually just leads into our, 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 our topics that I wanted to talk about. We started talking about inner healing and how you know we need to just trust God and let him in. So for our listeners who are listening, obviously, um, what is inner healing? If I were to ask you, like, sister, we're talking about this topic, like, mm-hmm. what is inner healing? How would you describe it? I would say in a nutshell, and Pope Benedict XVI said it, he said the ultimate healing is is opening up to God's love. It's to let God's love come in. And God's love is the greatest remedy, his mercy, his presence. And that's really what it is, is knowing that I need God and I need him to come into the areas of my heart that I haven't experienced love or that I have been weak and broken in. And I'm opening that up and putting myself in position before God because ultimately we're all beggars, right? And in need of a savior, in need of the healer. And that is ultimately God and sending us Jesus to help us. So what I heard was uh, having God's grace, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only way we can be healed and fully trusting that he will do what he needs to do. And, and you know, you you reminded me of, I mean, recently myself, I just, uh, I was telling you and Omar, our producer, that I just went through COVID and what, mm-hmm. you know, what it did, not just something physically, but mentally, it brought out like a lot of anxiety in me, and, and it, it, I'm not really an anxious kind of person. I mean, if you ask some people, they might say, but most they'll say no. You know, like ah, I don't care, right? But it brought out that side of me, and it really scared me. Like it threw me. I'm like, what? What's going on here? You know, and I'm like, why am I worrying about these stupid things? And I went to um, a priest friend of mine, Father Pierre. You know, and like when he saw me at church, he goes to me, ah, you're alive. I'm like, yeah, I know I made it. But then, but then I, I, I go to him, hey man, let me talk to you on the side. And I told him and he goes to me, have you ever tried doing the litany of trust? And I'm like, I know what it is. I'm like, no, I never have. He's like, go try that. And it's a beautiful prayer because it's all about like, you know, trusting God. Like, hey, I, you know, I trust you, Lord. I trust you this and, you know, keep me from this and let me not yearn for this and for this. And it's a beautiful prayer, but it goes back to what you were saying. Inner healing only comes when you fully trust in God and fully tell him like, listen, I'm giving you this, take it. And I, I think I was telling you this the other day where our, my mom taught me this prayer when I was not young, well, younger, but I'm, you know, I'm only 40 right now, but younger. Um, but she said, you know, there's that picture of like the cross. It's not the crucifix, it's just the cross. And it has like the shroud hanging on it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you can hang all your worries on the cross. So she always tells me like, whenever you have anything major going on in your life and you, you just can't handle it. And I always say this, I say, I hang it on the cross. So like, mm-hmm. I give it to you, Jesus, take it. I trust that you'll, that you'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. So to me, inner healing is 
fully trusting in God, right? That he'll yes. do what he has to do. Yes, and it's a journey, but it's also being honest. And that takes a lot of courage, right? To go into certain areas and being vulnerable. That Lord, you know, when the going gets tough and I'm sick, yeah, I'm gonna fall into that trap, right? right. Be it depression, be it anxiety, be it whatever it is, you know, and not to be afraid of that. Yeah. Because Jesus is waiting and really longing to have us welcome him into those areas that we're struggling with, to know that I am never alone no matter what I'm going through. No, and we were talking about this. There's the the, the saying, do not be not afraid or you know, do not be afraid. It's three hundred and sixty five times yes. it's been mentioned in the Bible. So symbolizing God is telling you every single day, I got your back. Do not be afraid. I mean, unfortunately, some of us still do, but it's making ourselves go back to that uh, mentality of, wait a minute, I'm one of his, he took care of me. He already paid the ultimate price for me. Mm -hmm. He took on the burden for me. And having that strength and mentality to fight back and say, I, you know, I renounce all these evil spirits and I'm gonna trust in you, Lord. Yes, right? yes. So, so why, why is it so important to be healed? What's the, what's the significance of saying, okay, fine, I know my, my issues. Why do I have to be healed? I would say it's an opportunity for me to be able to be free. I mean, why do I need to be healed is I want to be the best that God has created me to be. That's ultimately to be a saint, right? Right. But I need to be free from certain brokenness, certain areas of anxiety, worry, uh, different challenges, right? I'm needing to go to God and to let God's love come in. The more I let go and the more I'm being freed up, the better I can connect with God, with others. The more I'm reconciled, the more I have true joy. I mean, God called us into this world not just to survive, but to thrive. To, right. to be that beacon of joy and hope to others, to not just, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm a Catholic, but God willing, my face and my demeanor is showing that, that I can be around others and they can see that there's truly something about her or him that's different. That's the beauty of letting God, right, empty out certain things that need to go so that more of him, I decrease and he, he increases. increases. I love that one, yeah. But, you know, um, what brought to mind is you can't heal others unless you're healed yourself, right? right? And, and that could yes. be in anything. You know, you could be um, a father, a mother, a, le a leader, a spiritual leader, a priest, a nun, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. If you're leading others, how can you lead others if you yourself are still broken, yeah. right? You were saying to be the best version of ourselves. And the only way to be the best version of ourselves is to free ourselves of the chains that are holding us down. And that is our sins, whatever it may be, that's anxiety, fear, whatever is holding us back. Yeah, in, in, in your mind. And, and I, this is so true because I mentioned the COVID thing. And, you know, in, in those few weeks, and I'm still trying to like, get out of it fully right now, but I'm a lot better, thank God, thank you know? God. Yes. But um, when I was like deep into it, I was, I found myself like so consumed by it that I wasn't being the father that I normally am, right? Mm -hmm. Or the husband. And I noticed that and I, I, I hated that part of me. And I was like, good God, this sucks, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I just wanted to like, you know, 
zip up my my hoodie and sit on the couch and even watching movies that I loved or comedies I, I, I didn't enjoy any of that you know what I mean mm-hmm. but again it's until you until I gave myself uh, that thinking where I said I'm surrendering to God uh, I want to be healed and I, I would constantly say prayers like in the morning saying like Lord I, I leave my fear and anxiety at, at the foot of the cross you know take it from me I renounce Satan like doing uh, doing prayer after prayer like and, and I did fall into that trap where like you know I, I do pray but nowhere near is how much when when you're like hurt and you're like oh my god I gotta pray a million times you know but we should be doing that all the time yeah. right but I think the ultimate you know why is it important like how you said it makes you whole again right mm-hmm. it makes you who you really are supposed to be because yeah. like I, I find myself when I was younger more pure obviously and thinking like how can these things happen and then now as an adult you're like oh my god i'm so broken and i want to get out of that mentality and be healed right so i could and and listen we were you and i were talking about this yesterday um you know and, and we'll talk about like the different triggers and stuff like that in a minute but if you're not fully healed you can't even be the person you're supposed to be. Like um, we were talking about how some, even like when people have certain addictions and stuff like that, how, how it affects their family life, yeah. right? Or or friendships and all that. And, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But those things, if you're not healed, you can't even interact normally with family or friends because you have that brokenness still inside you. Yes, and it's having an impact on others. Right. Because if you're not dealing with certain areas, then others are paying a price. Correct. Unless we are transforming our wounds and whatever else we've had, you know, hurts, we're going to transmit them. We're going to pass them right. on. So that's where me and you have to take responsibility to be willing to look at what do I have going on within me that is hindering others from experiencing Jesus. Because when I don't go into those areas, then I'm really not an effective witness. I'm not living the vocation that God is calling me to, be it in lay state, religious state, or as a husband or a wife. Right. Or anything. You know, God's calling you to lead at work or in your community or in your church. Again, how can you do those things? How can you get others to closer to Christ if you yourself are still struggling with the, and and we're not saying you have to be perfect in no, order to do these no. God knows this but if you are healed it puts you in a better position it does right? and it's an ongoing process yes yes I mean we're gonna have struggles we're gonna fall down we get back up but the key is is that I'm willing to look at it Right. I'm willing to look at whatever it is that got to me that I responded in anger or I did something that was unkind to someone. I need to step back and go, Lord, what was going on here in my heart? Why did I do that? I got to hold myself accountable instead of just reacting and constantly just keep going with it. But I'm pulling back. I'm repenting. I'm bringing it out into the light. I'm admitting, you know what, Lord? I could have done this a lot better. Mm -hmm. But Lord, help me to see why did I do this? That's the key is to examine and to open it to the Holy Spirit. Probe me like it says in Psalm 139. Know me, Lord. Know my heart. If I'm going the wrong way, I'm doing something, show me. Right. I know. I agree with that, which actually leads me to the next um, topic. So if I'm listening to this at home or wherever... um, Okay, so you were talking about inner healing, what it is, why it's important. How do I know that I need 
to be healed? Are there signs? Are there things that I'm supposed to be looking for or things that I'm doing mm -hmm. that, that say like, wait a minute, okay, that's not really me. That's not the best version of me. I need to go do, I, I need to start the process of being healed. That can come where God can give us opportunities where we get to see why am I overreacting right now? If I heard someone say something, why am I going from zero to 100? Mm -hmm. where I'm just like exploding out of nowhere. Um, it could be, again, these are signs that there's something, my emotional temperature has just gone way off and yeah. there's something that's gone blown out of proportion. It could be also different ways where have I felt blocked in prayer, for example, mm -hmm. where I'm not able to connect with God and I'm mad at God. I had one, one gal one time I was praying with and she's like, you know, when I'm in a bad place, I just know that God doesn't want to deal with my mess. I don't go to him. I don't pray. I just shut everybody out. Wow. And so then kind of spiraling into a place of darkness and depression and anger. So that, again, that's a major red flag that, wait a minute, am I going to God or am I just letting my wounds open up and I get stuck in them? Um, there's also times where I'm going into that negativity. Mm -hmm. My thoughts are very negative. I'm, I'm looking at life really always in a very you know, pessimistic way. I'm also judging others, right? It's always somebody else's fault, not me. Never mind, right? When you point, they say when you point one finger, you have three more pointing back at you. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, but those are different triggers. Um, what about addictions, right? Yeah, addictions are a major way of coping because of pains or hurts in a not good way. So there could be addiction to pornography. There could be addiction to overeating. There's different addictions that Alcohol, come to Alcohol, gambling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But there is always some deeper need that wasn't met. There's something there that, that we're turning to these things, these substances, to medicate, to numb the pain. Mm. To not deal with that deep down, that still voice that's saying, this is not who you are. There's right. something you've done, right? Or that something was done to you that God is wanting us to, to really let go. But then we turn to those and they become like a form of, you know, really idolatry. We, are, we can't live without that substance. We can't make it without it and end up making choices in life that take us down a very dark path. There's that book and you have it here by Dr. Uh, Bob Schutz, right? Mm -hmm. And he talked about um, identity is distorted in lies, Yes. right? So you start thinking I'm not good enough mm -hmm. and, and, that, and that thought always creeps inside you, right? No matter what challenges in life that you have, um, it's always like, um, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. Nobody likes me. You know what I'm saying? I'm never going to be good enough to do this. But that's just the lies that the devil tells you, right? Yeah. He's the prince of lies. Yeah. So just that alone right there, uh, when you have those kind of feelings, uh, I think that's oh, like a wake-up call to you to say like, hey, wait, maybe I should be doing something about this. Yeah. And, and we were talking about addictions. Um, you were talking about pornography, and he was talking about that too, how you know he was saying... And, and he used the father-son, right, analogy, but he was saying it could be anything, right? It could be anything, any leadership position, and, and when you're in, but he talks about pornography specifically, and, and 
this is for the men who are listening to this. And he talks about this. And, and it, it really, I was like, wow, people go through that? That's crazy. But it's, but it's not that crazy because if you think about it, I'm sure a lot of men deal with this. But he talked about, you know, fine, you're doing all these things, whatever, pornography, and it's not hurting anybody. But then eventually it does because let's say you have a daughter. And I, I have a daughter, right? And I have a niece and everything. And they say when they come to a come to of age of puberty, that's when, or, or or even you know friends or whatever, that's when certain men pull away from them, mm-hmm. and not because they don't love them, but their their fear of them being sexually attractive to or to, to them. So because of that addiction and that, and that mentality they have with 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 constant pornography, mm-hmm. um, and that breaks their relationship. You know, either with your daughter, with your niece, with your cousins, with your friends, and it, it even distorts um, like friendships. Like for example, you and I, right? You're a woman, and I'm a man. But if I have that mentality where every woman is a sexual object, then I can never fully love you in the way God intended, right? Yeah. But if I ha- if I am healed and I have that correct mentality, right? With well, God's grace and everything, we could have a, a loving relationship but it's a pure relationship. And I see you only as someone pure, not as a sexual object or worry about, you know, God forbid it's ever happened, but you know, like my daughter or something. I'm not, that, that love between her and I is no longer there because I'm so worried about my own insecurities and my own addictions that it ruins my relationship with my daughter. Think yes. about that, you know what I mean? Yes, it does. I mean, it imp- impacts all of that, but that's also an opportunity that God is saying, let me come in and redeem, right? Your mind has gone into areas that are not good and it's impacting you. It impacts his, uh, relationships too, like uh, yes. with a marriage because yeah. like, you know, for example, like I'm married and I love my wife and I think she's beautiful, but if I'm constantly thinking of other women and constantly thinking that, you know, oh my God, I find the most beautiful one and this and all of them are sexual objects. I'm never going to fully appreciate my wife. And God gave me this wife as a beautiful gift, right? Marriage is, uh, and you know, me for her and her for me. And he, he gave her to me and he, me to her, but I'm not doing anything about it because I'm so busy dealing with or, or, or worrying about everything else outside of her, right? Yes. And that yeah. distorts my relationship with my wife. It does. So it all does. these things, so all these, we're talking about, you said triggers, being tempered, overreacting, poor relationship with others, negativity, addictions, you know, mm-hmm. uh, identity being disordered. All these things are signs. If you have these in your life, it's time for you to get up and go and do something about it. Yes. And go ultimately to God because he wants you and I to be free. Right. And he wants to help us. But I have to be willing to be open to that. Amen. And, and, and that's actually the next thing we're going to talk about. So how, okay, so if I'm listening to this, how do I go and become healed, right? Is it a prayer? Is it someone I go to? You know, is it a, do I have to go to church all the time? Like, what is it? Is it a combination of all these things? How do I become healed? To be healed is ultimately God's work. Okay. But I need to be open to letting God be God. I need to have the grace of desire. So you have to want it. 
I need to want it. Jesus, when he saw in the parable of the blind man, said, what do you want me to do for you? Right? Jesus is standing between before you and I, and he's asking, will you let me help you? But we usually are the ones who keep him away by medicating, going other places. So yes, desire. It's also getting in touch with the realization that on my own, I cannot do this. I cannot stop porn. I cannot stop this addiction. I can't stop this negativity. But I know who can help me. I was actually telling my wife the other day, I was like, you know, I was reading and, you know, because I've been constantly praying and everything and reading and everything I, I, I can get my hands on. And it says, you know, do not lean on your own um, understanding. understanding yeah. Right. And God tells us that lean on me. So, and, and, you know, I feel that maybe sometimes God puts us through certain things. Yeah. Right. And we were talking about this, that there's a reason. I, I don't know. I'm not him. But I mean, I think sometimes God puts us through certain things. Maybe, and my wife is even saying this. She goes, maybe God's telling you that, hey, man, you're this like, you know, guy who has a podcast and you're talking about all these religious things. Maybe he didn't like how far you've been from him lately. And maybe he did this to you to bring him, to bring you back. I'm like, good God, maybe she's right. Because to be honest with you, I think for a, a few moments now i have been slipping a little bit in my prayer and church you know life and maybe guys like hey uh remember me i'm like oh yeah i do you know and don't come to me only when you need me and i was reading this thing don't forget about god when he answers the prayer that you've been praying for Mm -hmm. so once you get what you once i'm healed all right everything's good bye god I don't need you anymore. You know, that's important that we don't and keep that realization that we still need him in the good and in the bad. Yes. You know what I mean? And there's different levels of healing too. There's physical, emotional, Uh you know, spiritual healing, but it's also coming back to what do we need to do is just to be open, to persevere in prayer, not to give up and to really cry out wholeheartedly, Lord, I want to see, I want to be healed. I want to be free from this, but I need to ask for that grace and I need to keep coming back to him. It's also that openness of heart, right? Of, of being honest, of, of letting God's holy light, you know, the Holy Spirit to penetrate certain areas that he wants me to look at, but I do need support to help me. It could mm-hmm. be a spiritual director, it could be a counselor, it can be, but ultimately it's us expressing to the Lord that Lord, I'm struggling with this. You know, I have this memory that keeps coming back of something that had happened to me growing up. Mm-hmm. Or I've had, you know, just uh, these uh, different nightmares, if you will, right? Or whatever it is. But sometimes we tend to just shove them under the rug. Yeah. And, and now, you know, sometimes we wait until it's like really, really awful for us to go into those areas. You, you know, you brought up something in... Um I've been reading about this lately, how specifically with men, right? I mean, women, you're more emotional, you know, you're not as afraid to show your emotion because it doesn't make you look weak, right? Mm -hmm. But for a man to say, hey, I'm broken, I'm I'm scared, I need help, it makes us look weak, right? Mm -hmm. In the eyes of society. Yes. Okay, but I think... This is the total opposite and the opposite of that to say God's telling us, hey, I want to know. 
I want you to want to come to me and tell me that you are broken and I will help you. And I, I think a lot of men sometimes or majority of times because of that, the way society has always taught us, just shove it under the rug, man. You're depressed, don't worry about it. You're scared, don't be. You know, like you gotta be tough, just keep on going. And then what ends up happening is it gets bottled up so much and then it explodes. And you don't want that. You know what I mean? I, I've always told my wife, listen, I'm I'm a I'm a man, but I'm not afraid to show that side of myself to her. I think she appreciates it more because I'm 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 fully giving her myself. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, sometimes a little too much, but uh, I think I, you know, I do. But I think it makes my marriage stronger because there's nothing, there's nothing in between us. You know what I mean? Yes. But, um, but like how you said, going to a spiritual director, going to a counselor, going to a priest, you know, going to a friend, anybody that you trust that you can open up to to help you down that path that's someone you should go to to be healed, right? To help you with your, not, not to, they won't heal you, but they'll help you with your healing. Right, they'll be there as a support. They'll be right. there to be able to encourage you to not give up or get overwhelmed. Sometimes when we look at healing, like, oh man, I'm so messed up. I have this, I've done that, or I've, but God is saying, just relax. Right. Let's face one thing at a time. Right, we're not repressing, you know. Growing up, sometimes we get the message of, yeah. "Oh, you got to be tough. You've got to, you know, just move forward. You got to, mm -hmm. you know, get over it." Mm -hmm. Unless you face certain things that have happened in your life, they're not going to go away. Right, you know, and that's where God's mercy wants to come in. Is is what you repress, you act out. What you keep hidden in the dark grows because Satan loves us to keep things in the dark. We're only as sick as our secrets, but our Lord wow, is inviting- we're only as sick as our secrets, I like that. Our Lord is inviting us to into the light. We're children of light, Yeah. right? And so it is an opportunity to keep turning to our Lord and to keep inviting him to help us, right? To pull us out by his hand of mercy. And he is, he's done so much in my life. I've seen so many that I've journeyed with over the years and what God can do when we let him, when we allow him, nothing is beyond God. No matter what you've struggled with, no matter what you've done, God's mercy, God's grace is greater. Amen. And, and I think it's important to ask for that um, repentance, Right of your of whatever whatever you were dealing with, it's important because you want to start with a clean slate. Yeah. Right. So going to him and say, please, you know, going to a priest because we're Catholic, and saying, I need to be forgiven, and yes. with you know, through God's grace, I need you to forgive me. Mm. And I think, um, I I I told you the story. Um, in high school, my junior year, um, it was. It was probably the darkest time of my life. You know, I was maybe like 17, 17 well, how old are you, junior? 17 years old, I remember, yeah, right? 17. And even to the point where my mom was like, you know, I know something's wrong. I'm like, nothing's wrong, but it was something was wrong. My friends knew it. You know, my friends knew why, but um, nobody else did. But, you know, I had a sin that was weighing very heavy on my shoulders. And it put me through depression. My mom took me to like a therapist. I don't think it was a therapist. My doctor, and he's like, take these pills. I'm like, okay, you know? And I started taking, and I was like, why am I taking these pills? I threw them away. I'm like, 
you know, I don't need that. But I mean, it was until after I found God, I was like, I don't need this. You know what I mean? But before I was like, pill, 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 you know? And I remember my grades dropped and everything was different. And thankfully it was, um, a friend of mine, you know, he came and he's like, Hey guys, come on this retreat. I've, I've told this probably story before. I don't know if I told it on the podcast or not, but, and uh, I was like, man, maybe that will help, you know? And I went on, it was called the Kairos retreat, mm-hmm. but that was in high school. It wasn't with our church. Um, and I told you when I went to confession, okay. And I asked for the forgiveness of that sin, my hand to God, I'm telling you this, you know, how when you're carrying like heavy chains and you really you take them off and they're like, ah, oh, I can breathe. It's like no more weight anymore. He said, you're forgiven. I was like, huh. And I breathed and I was like, oh my God, you know, everything's good now. And after that, the fire started coming in. Like God, you know, started rushing in and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was like, I'm ready to do this. And now it was a new me. And, and, and my brother and, you know, his friend at the time, he's still his friend. I remember coming back and I was hugging them like I love you I love you I, I was I was so happy you know and um they're like what's wrong with Sean why is he so happy why is he hugging all of us and those days he's like Sean remember when you went to Kairos and tried to hug I'm like yeah I remember when I hugged all you guys okay let it go <laughs> but what's so beautiful about it is I think after I knew I was forgiven I'm like oh man I'm I'm safe now I, I, you know like and nothing's holding me back I think the devil loved holding me back he's like you're, that's it. You're not going to make it. I'm like, that's it. I'm not going to make it. I was weak. Mm. But when I got that forgiveness, I think God's like, okay, that's enough. I'm, I'm, I'm forgiving you. Amen. Now I need you to go do this. You know, I'm like, yes. okay, I'll do yes. this. You know what I mean? So I think it's very important to have that repentance, right? And, yes. and, and forgiving yourself after you've been forgiven, forgive yourself. Like I said to myself, okay, if God forgave you, who are you not to forgive yourself? That's right. And when you forgive yourself, you start feeling that weight lifting off of you, right? And that's your journey to being healed. Yes. Well, and the sacrament of reconciliation, of confession, is ultimately bringing things into the light. So God's mercy can truly come in and eradicate the root of where that sin is. So there is healing power through the sacraments. You mentioned, you know, going into confession and and the aspect of forgiveness. Also, unforgiveness is a huge block in in not healing. When we're holding on to past hurts or grievances or things that we've done, right? That's an area where the enemy wants to keep us at. He's called he's called the accuser. He wants to keep accusing us of what we've done. But by bringing it into the sacrament of continuing to give it to the Lord, that's where God moves. Also, there is healing at Mass. The oh, greatest yeah. healing is there at Mass when I offer up with Jesus right, to the Father, all of my brokenness, all of my wounds, that as the priest is celebrating Mass and is offering up the bread and saying, this is my body, I too can cry out, Lord, heal me. Heal me. Heal my family, right? Heal me of my core wounds with the precious blood. Pour out your precious blood and cleanse me. Cleanse my mind, right? Cleanse my my identity. Yeah, so renew I, me. Yeah. yeah, to be able to be set free, so that he can really come in. And so going again to Mass and all of these different things, reading the Bible is another amazing tool to help us to know the truth so the truth can set us free. You know, you mentioned Mass and um, 
I think it was my aunt told me this one time, your cousin, right? Mm-hmm. And he, there's a part in the Chaldean mass where the priest is like offering everything on the altar. And then they say like, and now for your own personal intentions, bring them to the altar. And then, you know, mm-hmm. it's a quietness for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then you start praying like, okay, God, I give you this on the altar. I, I offer this, I offer this, you know, my sins, my this, my take away this, heal me. You know, it's, you start like, rambling things right out loud or in your mind to God. But I love that time because what I was told was during that time, God's graces are coming down so powerful that anything you offer up on that altar, you know, he'll take. I'm like, okay, this is the time. You know what I mean? And it's so beautiful that we had that during our mass. But I mean, the ultimate, ultimate healing during mass for why we go to mass is the Eucharist, right? Right, When you become one. You do. You receive yeah. Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. There's that tr- divine transfusion yeah. of his love coming in into the depths of our being where we're broken, where we are weak, so that he can come and be strong. Yeah. And he can help us to rise above and to know that it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. It's Christ who's going to overcome. It's Christ who's going to be able to help in situations at home that I couldn't before, I was overwhelmed by, right? But he has come and is with me now. And that that union that he wants to bring the bride, you know, the church with him, who is the bridegroom. I forgot what saint it was that said that when we received Christ, you know, in the Eucharist, it's like, um, it's like what, how do you, how would you describe it? Like, how do we become one with him? And she said, it's, um, it's like candle wax fusing together and yes. you become one. Right, and I thought it was so beautiful because it's it's you're no longer two but one. Right. Right. So my wound becomes yeah. his wound, so that those areas of woundedness now are no longer blocks. Yeah. But they're actually encounters with his intimacy. Yeah, and, and I, something I always do, like, and that's beautiful. Something I always do myself when I, I receive him, it's like, okay, we're one. You know, like, please, you know heal me, whatever it is that I need to. And I, well, I'm, at first I always thank him. And I always say like, thank you for you know allowing me to be one with you again. And I always mm-hmm. have, I pray that I don't stray away, that we don't. Like when there's times when I haven't had him for a long time with me, mm-hmm. it feels weird. Like I swear to you, you're gonna not believe this, but I think it was maybe a month or two, I hadn't gone to church before COVID. And I'm like, this is why I got COVID because I was so weak that, and and I and I made my mom um, bring me the Eucharist when I was like in bed. I was sick of COVID. I was like, just bring me. I have to have him. And then I asked her to ask the priest. I'm like, I'll just you know, I'm gonna confess, but I have to, I have to have it mm-hmm. because I or him, you know, I have to have him. And I I, I couldn't wait any longer because I was like, this is the only way that I'm gonna get over this with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, she gave me the Eucharist, and after that time. It was a slow progression, but it started like, okay, shifting. Thank no you, more God. going to the hospital, no more doing this, no more just keep on getting better, oh, you know? Thank and God. ever since that day, uh, my wife and I, we've been going to church every single Sunday. You know, normally we used to do that, but you know, it just, I'm, I'm not gonna have excuses, but we strayed away, right? Yeah. And he's calling us, right? And he's constantly calling us. And I'm like, I'm not gonna mess this up again. I always tell her like, we're not missing anymore. You know what I mean? Cause I don't want that. And as like her husband, I always I'm like, listen, I'm putting my foot down. We're going to church. I don't yes. care with the kids, whatever. Yes. We're still going. Yes. And it's, cause it's very important. 
And, and another thing that I, I don't do as often anymore, but I was telling my wife, like when I was single, man, I would go two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. I'd be like, you know, I can't sleep. Where could I go? I want to go be with him. And I would go in adoration. And I would go everywhere. My favorite spot was um, either St. Thomas or St. Mary's. You ever been to St. Mary's outside? Yes. Beautiful. And it's yeah. with the water and it's yeah. beautiful. It just, it's so heavenly, right? Really and I, and I, I, you know, I wouldn't care. I'd go three in the morning. I'm like, let me just sit outside here. You know, I, I'm not, yeah. like, nothing's going to happen in, in, in Orchard Lake St. Mary's. But um, I, I would also go to um, Shrine mm-hmm. on Woodward. It's beautiful. There's, even outside, there's that table, the Last Supper table, and it's like mm-hmm. Jesus is there, you know, and you can sit next to him. It's like you're like, oh look, I'm at the Last Supper with Jesus, <laughs> and it's amazing. And I would do that so often, and uh, you know, just now with life and you know kids and everything, it's harder to go to adoration. But I'm gonna, I'm trying to make it more of an effort for so my wife and I to either do that, like we we, we pray together and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But yeah, and adoration is important. It is because it's God's healing rays of mercy mm-hmm. through Jesus that are coming over those wounds. Yeah. And you're it's like you are sick or you have a wound, you go to a doctor, you expose it so that he can heal it. Through adoration, you're opening yourself yeah. and saying, Lord, here I am. I need your mercy. I need yeah. your love. And just to sit before him, trusting that God desires to heal. Not that he can't, that he will heal if you just let him. Yeah. And it might take time, but hang in there. Yeah. Keep it's a, persevering. It's a and journey, then right? Mother Mary is there to help us to do whatever. Oh he yeah, tells I love him. her. We need Mother Mary to help us to be more humble, more docile, mm-hmm. so that she will teach us through the rosary too. That's another tool. Because I'm entering into Mary's quiet, beautiful space, you mm-hmm. know, of entering into even her heart, her womb, and experiencing the Holy Spirit coming into those areas of brokenness and weakness. The other tool that has been helpful on retreats that I've been on is the Stations of the Cross. Oh, yeah. And looking at the first station, Pilate condemning Jesus, who have been my pilots in my life that have condemned mm. me, that have judged me, right? Who has in my life been a Veronica, that has brought that compassion, that love, Mm -hmm. who have been the Simons in my life. So that's another way of entering, entering into the station of the cross in a healing way of me becoming like Jesus, right? That I'm going to- Carrying my cross. Yes, and knowing I'm gonna fall down, but I get up. Just like him. Yeah, you persevere, you keep- Perfect example. Yes, so there's, again, there's, through our Catholic Church, we have so many beautiful remedies. Yeah. You have to just know these things. And if you don't know, you know, it's it's only on you, right? Get up, go learn more about it. We have um, great a great organization, ECRC, that you can go in Bible studies and learn more about your faith. Pick up the Bible and start reading it. If you don't know what, this, what, what it's saying, go ask somebody that knows. Go ask the priest. Trust me, our priests, I mean, they're amazing priests in our Chaldean Catholic Church. Yeah. You know, you can call them. You can go to their office. You can, you know, I... I don't. I just catch up. I'm like, hey, you come here. I'm gonna talk to you for a second, and then, and then I'm like, I need to ask you a question. Like, I'll corner them after mass, or I'm telling you, like, I cornered Father Perrin. I just talked about it in our previous podcast. I cornered him at uh, at, at uh, the Stratford Seminary. I'm like, I need you to come on the podcast, and I have a question for you. And this and that. And then he's like, okay. I'm like, love you, bro. 
And then, you know, he came on. He was amazing. Yes, so we were Jesus. talking about it's a conversion, right? Yes, very much. It's a, it's a gradual healing and conversion go together. Because the more I'm letting God in, the more I'm mm -hmm. letting go of the old and turning more into his love, into his mercy. But sometimes I need to be knocked down like St. Paul. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he has to put us through the fire, right? To cleanse us of whatever it is that was making us dirty to clean us, right? So, yes. so when you throw something in the fire, it, it strips away everything else and only yes. leaves the purity of whatever that, I, that, yes. that, that specific, what, like a metal or something. Right. Like a blacksmith. And not to be afraid right. of those areas that need to be healed. Not to be afraid of, of knowing that I can't, but God can. And just like St. Paul, when I am weak is when I am strong. When I am weak, that's when I'm strong. I love that. And that his grace is sufficient. He's going to give us the grace that we need. Yeah. The love, the support. But it's me being willing to let God be God. And not allow my wounds and my fears to keep me hostage and in prison. But to see there is so much more that God is saying I want to do for you. Amen. Sister. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences, you know, your wisdom for, with us. Any last thoughts you have for our listeners on being healed? God's arms are open wide. His arms of healing, love, and hope. Be not afraid to go and let his love come in. I've come to experience in my life and others how much God wants to love and heal us. And how much he wants the church and others to come alongside us, to support us, to encourage us to never, ever give up or feel that I'm too messed up or I'm too much of a whatever I'm, I'm addicted to. God can break through that. Mm -hmm. God is on a mission to heal and to set us free. And he wants us to come home and be healed in his embrace of love. And Mother Mary is there to also intercede for us, to support us. We are surrounded by saints that they themselves needed to be healed and had struggles of depression and oh, different yeah. things. So we have heavenly helpers, you know, intercessors, different saints that can come alongside us uh, to help us to persevere in running this race, running for that gold. And, and ultimately coming into God's uh, full, you know, union of love. Amen. You know, um, I, I can tell you guys that from personal experiences, never give up, right? And to Sister's point, never give up on on striving to be the best version of yourself, trying to, you know, get closer to God. And, and once you recognize the brokenness inside yourself, that's step one. And now doing something about it right? We're all broken. We all have our different versions of ourselves that are broken. Do not be ashamed of those things. Don't be ashamed of your wounds. Um, but go and seek help. Go and go to Christ. Uh, you know, it, I'm telling you from, personal, from people that I've seen from my own personal experiences, it's, it's, never, it's never wrong. You're never going to waste your time doing this, right? trying to be healed. It will change you. It will transform you. And once you see it, you'll be, you'll, be, you'll believe like, wow, this is, this is, this is true. What they were talking about. Now that I'm this different version of myself, I'm this better version of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm in the, I'm the version that 
God really wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you it will change your life. So um, before we close, I, I, want, I want to give you guys this Bible quote. It comes from Isaiah uh, chapter 41, verses 10. It says, do not be afraid. Or do not, do not fear, I apologize. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Again, that's just God telling you, I got you. Don't worry about it. You guys, I want to always remind you guys to take a listen to the other podcasts. Uh, we have the Catholic Avengers uh, with Jeff and Pilar. And we have the Salty Catholic with... Ennis Kesto. We have a lot of amazing, amazing organiz- uh, events or organizations and different um, events and different things that you can come and do at ECRC. Please go and visit ECRC if you if you've never have. Go visit the website at ecrc.us. There's many wonderful things, Bible studies, different prayer groups. You know, it's a wonderful organization. Please go and do that. And I'm going to close the podcast like I always do. Remember to go forth with confidence because you have the right to be Catholic. Thank you and God bless. You have been listening to an ECRC Martoma Productions podcast. To learn more about ECRC and all of our programs, go to ecrc.us.